profits are not a beautiful line. You're, you're gonna, I call it the peak and valleys, you can call it the bell curves, whatever you want. When you get close to maxing out your current, is this the way it works? And it's kind of, it's kind of a mental game, but let me explain it. When you max the current version of your business model out, that is when you'll be most profitable. Hi, this is Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to the Magellan Network Show. My goal inside of this communication, this show, is to share with you my nearly 30 years of coaching some of the most successful financial advisors in North America. We're going to be talking about strategies, syntaxes, we're going to bring guests on from time to time, and I'm going to share with you what's working now. So think of this show as sort of like a little one-on-one kind of mini coaching cast, if you like, where we're going to be going in depth from time to time on strategies to help you grow your business, get more effective, become more efficient, find balance in your time management, grow your business, and quite frankly, whatever else is going on in the world today. So before we get to today's episode, I'd love for you to do a couple things for me. Number one, make sure that if you're watching this on YouTube, that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're doing the audio, make sure that you give us a review on whether Spotify or Apple, you know, we'd really appreciate that. And quite frankly, that does help. It does matter when you rate things and like things and subscribe to things. It helps us get the word out to more of the industry. And lastly, I have a very special gift for you. Go to MagellanNetwork.net. So one word, MagellanNetwork.net. And I have for you a complimentary membership, 100% gratis, where you can tap into about between 50 and 75 hours of master classes, forms, tools, templates, and strategies. So please go ahead and uh, make sure you go ahead and get that claimed. Smash the like button and subscribe. And uh, please go ahead and leave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you're on. And now let's get to this week's episode. Hi, it's your coach, Joe Lucas, and welcome to this episode of the Magellan Network Show and uh, season's greetings here, uh, December 2023. And uh, man, uh, what, a, what a crazy year in this business. In this episode, what I want to do, uh, last episode, we talk about why advisors fail to grow. So in this episode, I want to kind of peel that back a little bit and talk a little bit more about money, cash, profits, and why this is a massive blind spot for most advisors, even though you're in the money game, right, when it comes to your clients. So if you think about it, what does an advisor need to grow? If you look at our last episode or watch it, um, obviously we talked a lot about mindset and vision and so on, but there also is another component of that which is what we call resources. And resources are code for cash, right? Profits. And in this industry, uh, depending on how you entered into this game, you know, you were taught if you've been around for any period of time, we all know the advisor economic syndrome, right? Which is basically, oh, I made a million dollars, so let me go spend a million dollars, right? Or, or I'm netting 500,000, so let me go have a $500,000 year lifestyle. You know, we, we laugh about it, right? Um, a lot of you remember this conversation you've had with yourself when you got in. Man, if I can just make $100,000 a year, I'll be good. 
And then you get there and you're like, that is not nearly good enough, right? Then you get to 200, then 300, 500. And you, you have this lifestyle creep that is literally like right, it's like right behind you in your economic game. For Again, for most of us, I know there's some of you uh, that are very good stewards of your capital, very good business mindset. So obviously you're ahead of the game here, but that is in the stark minority of advisors. So what happens is, you know, you, you, there's going to be times uh, on, a, on a regular basis when you're going to have to reinvest back in your business, right? And, and let's face it, there's, there's two kind of avenues of reinvestment. There's people, right? People, which are by large going to be uh, the most intense investment you're going to make, i.e. the most expensive. And then there'll be other uh, capabilities, right? Maybe there's a marketing capability. Uh, maybe there's a technology capability that you're going to be looking for. But, but here's the thing, and I hear this often. I've heard this um, actually too often in my career. You know, oh, Joe, yeah, I need to get some. I don't have the money right now. I go, let me get this right. I said, you know, you're, you're rolling at a million dollar top. You know, let's just say half a million dollar net. And you don't have any capital to go get a part-time assistant or to add another assistant or let's start recruiting for a junior advisor or doing client. Like, like, how do you not have that? And they, and they'll fess up and say, well, you know, we did this with some of the money. I got this, I got the, my overhead is X and stuff like that. What you don't realize, and, and I'm hoping for some of you who are, who are newer in this game, this will hundred percent resonate with you. You never, ever, ever, there, and I'm not saying there's a rule, like it has to be this, but I'm gonna give you kind of what I, what I normally talk to, talk to my clients about, okay? So if you're, I don't use the example of a million, half million, but you can, again, stra extrapolate up or down, it, it all works the same. So if you have a million dollar practice and you're netting $500,000, you know, and, and when I say net, you know, you still gotta pay the tax man too, let's not forget that. You always want to have a cushion in my mind. So if you're if you have five hundred thousand dollars of income, you know, or, or profit, let's use the word profit, it's probably better here. So if you have a half a million dollars of profit, which will pay yourself, uh, pay your taxes and so on, you always want to have at least a hundred to two hundred thousand dollar cushion. So not maybe living on half, but maybe live on two thirds, right? Have a two thirds call it the two thirds lifestyle if you like. Why? So you have capital to take advantage of opportunities. So let's say, for example, because I, I had this recently, um, I had a client, um, they were approached by another advisor in their OSJ uh, who's getting ready to retire. And he said, look, I'd love you to be the one to take over my practice because he has no family, there's no secession, you know, and so on. And it's a pretty sizable thing. And, you know, we're going to need to come up with some money down. But luckily, because uh, it's been a client of mine for many, many years, actually a, a decade and a half, we have this, um, you know, we have this war chest, if you will, of capital that, you know, we can definitely stroke a check for the down payment that, you know, we can get an entity to finance the rest and, and we're good to go because he, uh, unfortunately he's gotten ill, uh, the, the seller. And so it's not going to be like a three-year deal. Like we need to, we're going to have to get this done first half of 2024. If he didn't have that rule about, you know, retaining earnings for lack of a better word, we wouldn't have the resources to go make this happen. They, we, yeah, we can go borrow it, I'm sure, but then we'd be over, we really leveraged up, right? And we all know what interest rates look like today. So treat yourself as a business and make sure you're always quote unquote retaining some, even if you're a W-2 at a major firm, I understand that, always have some retained earnings. Always have a bit of a war chest 
for a couple of different reasons. Number one, markets go up, markets go down. You know, you want to always have that, you know, you always want to have that cushion in your operating account. We all know, I always laugh, like, what's your number? And when I, when I ask an advisor, like, what's your number? They go, what do you mean? I said, well, in your business operating account, what's the number that as long as it's above that number, you feel really, really good about things. And if it goes below that number, like, you don't feel good about things at all. And they kind of laugh. And, but it's funny, everybody's got a number. Also, you want to have resources available. So let's just say a rock star assistant becomes available for whatever reason, right? And even though you, you might be a little early in kind of when you might need that person, but it's the right, it's absolutely the right person. If you don't have that, if you don't have those economic resources, you're going to tell yourself, oh man, this is really good, but I can't, I can't afford them right now. And you're going to miss out on that talent, that capability. So when you're doing, and this is the perfect time you're talking about this. So as you get into your 2024, there are a couple of what I'll call line items I think you need to account for when you're doing your budgeting, when you're doing your P&L, when you're coming up with your game plan, and I hope all of you are doing budgeting. So uh, number one, 10% of either uh, gross or net, you can play the game there, or you want to do 5% gross, 10% net, that's fine. That is going to become your personal development game plan budget, okay? I'm going to take that 10%. And I'm going, to, I'm going to reinvest back in myself with coaching, training, personal trainer, whatever you need to do to improve yourself, you're going to do that, all right? The next item you're going to have, it, and I'm going to give you a number, and it, it can move around. It's, again, don't ask me about industry averages, by the way, because in my mind, there really isn't any because people do all kinds of stuff. But 3 to 5% of a household's income, so hear me out on this, it's really important. Hi, Coach Joe Lucas here, and I'm just breaking here for a moment. Just to do a couple quick reminders, number one, uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel or our podcast. In addition, please leave a, a comment or a review. Those things really, really matter. And uh, share this episode with three of your colleagues inside the financial services space. And lastly, make sure that you go ahead and claim your free membership inside of Magellan Network. Now back to this week's episode. So let's say you have a household that uh, throws off, let's just keep them out. Million dollar household, $10,000 net, keep them that simple, right? Or 10,000 gross. Obviously, uh, you know, 10% of that would be 1,000. So 5% of that would be 500 bucks, 300, 3% would be 300, obviously. So somewhere between three and $500, you would want to put in what we call the goodwill budget for gifting and events and just doing nice things, building what we call that relational capital. Like really have a gifting relational capital strategy. I know some of you say, oh, Joe, 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 but we, I've got this FINRA thing and we're limited. Okay, fine. The gifting side I get, do educational seminars. Do educational seminars at beautiful and nice restaurants with great meals, right? Reinvest back in your clients. We all trade on goodwill, okay? That's the second thing. Then the third thing is what's the line item to uh, marketing, right? So biz dev marketing, I'm going to say, uh, I think the last data I saw, this is a couple years ago, it was an article actually, I don't forget where I read it. It was about Ken Fisher. You know, we're not going to, you know, get into that. But I remember that they took four, I remember what really stood out to me is they took 4% of gross revenue and that's what they used for the marketing. Now, 4% doesn't seem like a lot, 
But if you're rolling, you know, 50, 75 million dollar top lines, four points, you know, that's kind of that gets interesting, right? So I, I would love for you, and, and the reason why I like ratios, by the way, let me explain this too. Versus hard dollars. If you do hard dollars, your brain's gonna say, Oh man, that's a lot of money, right? But if you sit there and say, okay, hey, you know, I got a million dollar gross, so five points for me, that's 50K for personal development. Uh, I'm gonna take four points on a million, you know, that's gonna be, uh, what's that gonna be for? Whatever it is, right? 4% on a client, I'm gonna go put that in the bucket. And then I'm gonna take maybe four to 5% and I'm gonna use that for my marketing budget, right? And then as your business grows, guess what? You have more capabilities, more capital. You actually go faster the bigger you get because you have the resources to deploy, okay? So the bottom line is, and, and let me say this too, that profits are not a beautiful line. You're, you're gonna, you, I, I call it the peak and valleys, you can call it the bell curves, whatever you want. When you get close to maxing out your current, is this the way it works? And it's kind of, it's kind of a mental game, but let me explain it. When you max the current version of your business model out, that is when you'll be most profitable. Why? Because you've maximized the capabilities of your current resources. So while your bank account, your margin's the greatest, your stress level, your stress level is also the greatest, by the way, because you're maxing it out. And so to get to that next level, there's gonna have to be an investment. Typically, it might be an, another assistant, maybe a team advisor. There's gonna be some, it's a lot of times gonna be a human being, right? And we know humans in this game are, are, are you know, if they're really good, they're not cheap. So you go hire somebody for let's say $100,000, $150,000. Well, now your margin temporarily is gonna go, it's, gonna, it's not gonna go to zero, but it's gonna go into the valley, okay? You gotta be prepared for that, and that's why you can't redline your, your personal world economically. You're gonna feel a lot of economic stress. And when you feel a lot of economic stress, you're gonna be impatient. When you're impatient, you're gonna make bad decisions. You make bad decisions, quote, bad things happen. But when you can anticipate that and you put it into, in our planning, we do 10-year, three-year, one-year. So when you get that into like your three-year window, say next three years, I'm gonna have to hire two people. I'm gonna need a, a part-time admin. I'm gonna have to bring in a, a team or junior advisor. Uh, da, 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 da. It's gonna be salaried, right, W 2 I'm gonna allocate you know, 200K uh, for both those chairs. Um, I won't need them for another year and a half, but I know it's gonna be in the three-year budget forecast. Well, now you create certainty. And if you're a planner, isn't that what you want? I mean, it's fascinating. This is, this is just, I'm gonna take a little sidebar for a second, then we'll get you guys out of here. Oh, it's always fascinated me how advisors can be brilliant financial planners to their client. Solve, you know, cash forecasting, retirement income cash flow forecasting, all this stuff. And then I ask them about their business and they, have, they don't have a, a, a clue on margin, what the cost to hold the house. I mean, basic stuff, how many clients you have? Some people don't know, which blows me away. Um, what's it cost you to have, what's the, what's the cost you to have a household? No idea, right? Uh, what's your margin on your household? No idea. Uh, what's the cost you to do this? What kind, of a, what kind of RMD leak do we have? So in other words, how much money is coming out that we don't recapture when we do uh, RMDs, right? So we scrape in 3%, 4%, and look, as your clients get older, that scrape is gonna increase every year, we all know that. But if you don't know what it is, how do you anticipate it? Like right now, I mean, most of you have the capability to go out five years and look at your clients who are taking RMDs 
and extrapolate out how much RMDs are going to leave in, let's say, 20, even 2030. Like, what's going to come out of the business? Like, we all got to become better stewards of our capital. So the bottom line here is if your lifestyle is even with your profits, you have no margin, no cushion to redeploy back in your business. So personal development game plan, client, right? Client gifting, marketing. And then quite frankly, there should be another line item called retain earning, retain, retain earnings. Hey, we're going to take X amount of dollars and always put it on site here, have it in our, not our operating account, but maybe our capital account where, hey, we're going to hold this for a rainy day, like our own personal line of credit. And, you know, we're going to have, you're going to create a lot of certainty in your game, not be stressful. And the last thing I'll say for some of the younger advisors I know, watch me or listen to me. Don't get caught up in the instant gratification game. I did early in my career and it really hurt. Okay. Don't, you don't need the vacations and you don't need the, the cars. You don't need the house immediately. If you can delay in just a couple of years, I'm not talking about like delaying it for a decade. But if you can just say, if you can delay it, let's say two or three years. So instead of buying the, instead of getting the Mercedes this year, you wait 24 months and you take that and reinvest it back in your business. You can get much better. Trust me, you get a much nicer car. It's just, you got to get that mindset of playing the long game. Uh, it's a psychology, ultimately what it boils down to. So just make sure as you get ready to start doing your 2024 planning, you're wrapping up 2023 that you really look at this and make a commitment to know your numbers for 2024. Go back and, re you know, I'm not saying you, I want you guys working on the holidays, but if there is a worthwhile project, understand your money game personally. And I'm going to close with this. Three questions. Number one, do you have a personal financial plan? Number two, do you have a business budget? Number three, when was the last time you looked at your P&L? And I don't care if you're a W-2, 1099, run a multi-billion dollar RAA, you need to know your numbers. Okay? So, happy Friday. Thanks for listening and watching this episode of Magellan Network Show. And, uh, yeah, I'll be with you next week before the holiday really kicks off. So, I'll see you next Friday and uh, season's greetings. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Hey, if any of this resonated with you, I invite you to come to MagellanNetwork.net and we have a powerful group coaching community of like-minded advisors. Come in for a trial. You and I will have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Let's see if I can help elevate your game both personally and professionally.